1: Yeah, Breaker and veins power hour <laughs> yeah yeah boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no, the most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario to the with the best thing you've been since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas, put in the stake in the shower, break up from battery hour. Yeah, hello. Oh, uh. hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, another episode of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour coming at ya. I'm Brian Breaker, joining me as always, Big underscore Bane, what's going on man? Dude, not a whole lot. Feels like it's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, you jazzed? Oh yeah, I got my uh,
1: Hype Sauce G Fuel here. Yeah, uh, uh, what What is it? Hype Sauce. Hype Sauce? What does it taste like? Hype? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no I don't know these are these have you tried these g fuels yet I almost I almost pulled the trigger on one like right before I came over here but
0: what flavor was it do you remember
1: Uh well they had a bunch and I couldn't decide on one and honestly the the labels were so decorative where were you at that little John's and they had a bunch there market, yeah they got a g fuel and they got that and that rise see G
0: there's not a lot of g fuel that I'm finding at places like every now and then I'll go to certain like target has some that's mm-hmm. where I got that I think
1: That's the Walmart has some G Fuel with oh they're the ones that have like the video game characters
0: yeah so they have like a Mm. Sonic one
1: they I feel like they had that they had Mega Man yeah Um, that one's good yeah they had there was a couple other ones that they had one was some character i would never seen before oh that uh what's that purple dinosaur character Spyro yeah they had Spyro
0: they have Crash Bandicoot um
1: yeah I didn't see that one there but they have
0: Venom and Carnage
1: the problem is yeah I I haven't seen those there but I've seen pictures of that that looks really cool
0: yeah they have uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero.
1: The problem is, is it's got so much on it. I didn't know what flavors they were. So.
0: So, like this is, this is hype sauce. So it's like, what the hell is that? But it's actually, it tastes pretty good. Does it kind of tastes like a starburst? Which okay. That's kind of what, that's kind of what I thought based on the can. Yeah. It I can see a that Starbursty, but uh, yeah, a lot of them, they have a snow cone flavor. I haven't found that yet though, but that oh. sounds good. I think
1: I wonder what that would be like, just like probably like a rainbow snow cone. Maybe. Okay. Like old school, like the red, white, and green or blue. Or that's when snow cones are the best. Yeah. I don't know, man. I love me a Tiger's Blood snow cone. Those are good. That's one are thing. Are you ready I, for summer now? All, one thing I always get pumped about with warmer weather is like, hell yeah, snow cones. Easy. <laughs> Dude, snow
0: cones are the best. Yeah. And that's actually the one thing that's still relatively cheap.
1: Yeah. It's like uh that. The one right over by, by us is like, I think it's like 250 for like a. Like a small, and the smalls are not small. Yeah. Like they're good size. So, yeah. I'm, but I, I
0: mean, but that's like how much they were in like the 90s. So, right. like yeah. you base that on like today, it's like I should be like
1: 7 55 yeah. or something. Inflation did not catch up to them.
0: Yeah, no kidding. But no, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of snow cones. But actually, these G Fuels, I don't know. I've really started to dig them lately. And I don't know what made me decide to get them, but I don't know. They, they kind of hit the spot.
1: I, I went with my little 12 ounce can of uh, Alani new here. And, caramel apple yeah the, the the witch's brew and i, I did that because i had a pre-workout earlier this morning so i didn't mm-hmm. want to be too fueled up you know what i mean oh i get it i get it man well
0: we don't really have a ton of topics today but one thing i did want to bring up is just because i want to get your take on it i signed up for the new roh honor club app okay and uh so if people don't know what this is it's kind of a thing they had before and then they kind of went away with roh going away but now that it's back um it's $10 a month, which is kind of standard for wrestling mm-hmm. streaming services. But I think it's actually kind of cool. You get the weekly television show, which they've only done three episodes now. So if right. you just sign up today, you're able to you know, kind of catch up pretty easy. It's a two-hour show, too, which I was like, that's kind oh, of cool. Oh, wow. And then you get the pay-per-views 90 days after they happen. Okay. And plus all the, uh, all the archive footage, including the old TV, the old events, the old pay-per-views. I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. And so I'm it's one of those things like, man, I wish like AEW would do something like this because I feel like that's I'm surprised that's the, they haven't. To me, that's the biggest issue they're they're running into is yeah. like you need to do this. Now that being said, ROH is doing another pay per view at the end of this month called Supercard of Honor. Yep. And and it's like I can't justify paying forty bucks when I know I'll get it for free. Not for free, but I'll get it. In three months. In three months, right? And it's not like yeah. I'm dying to see the show, right? So I, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So I don't know. Does that hurt business or does it help? it? I don't know.
1: I mean, I still say they should just give you a discounted rate mm-hmm. to buy it and watch it live. I agree. Like, why not? Like,
0: that I, to me would be the the big solving the problem like right if there. If you have
1: Honor Club, you get it for 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, why not? That would. I feel like that would probably increase profits. I think so. But who am I?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it, what it comes down to is like the ROH pay-per-views are forty. Yeah. So if they did it for twenty, right? If you're an Honor Club member, like, yeah. Realistically, that's still even if you had if you didn't have like if you wanted to buy it, mm-hmm. you had to sign up for Honor Club to buy the pay-per-view. That's thirty bucks. That's still cheaper than buying the pay-per-view outright. Yeah. That's a deal, yeah. right? You know, so I I don't know. I think it'd be a a thing to do. And seeing the old archive ROH footage, I got to watch uh, Joe versus Kobashi. Like Oh five. And I hadn't seen that match since a friend let me borrow the DVD in like Oh seven. Is it a good match? It's a very good match. And that's the thing is ROH has all those hidden gems, right? Like you're going to see early days of, you know, AJ styles and CM punk and Samoa Joe and Danielson, all those guys. So there's a lot of hidden gems in there. I think
1: ring of honor is where AJ went after his little WCW stint, right? Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Well, yes and no. I mean, I think ROH started and then shortly thereafter TNA started, but I, Okay. Up until, like, 06, 07, all those guys were working both. Were they? Yeah, because I don't think TNA did any type of an exclusive contract at that
1: point. Well, because TNA was mostly just those weekly pay-per-views at first.
0: It was, and then once they started doing, like, the Impact show, which mm-hmm. was, like, at Fox. It was initially on, like, Fox Sports or something. Yeah. it went to Spike TV. But I remember when it was on Fox Sports, it was crazy because it was, like, at 3 o'clock is when it
1: aired. Yeah. <laughs> really weird time slot. But Yeah. Dude, every, I feel like. There hasn't been a wrestling company that has jumped channels more than Impact TNA. Yeah. Like they have it doesn't even feel like the same company now. No, you and you never know what channel they're going to be on. I feel like it changes so much. We're on Destination America. Is that a channel? You're right. Yeah, now we're on a- AXX or AXS, whatever. And that what like I don't even know. I've never even heard of that channel. Yeah. Like I but I remember when uh Lucha Underground was a thing and it was on that was it El Ray, L Ray, yeah, the El Ray Network. But that made sense for them. It did, but know. I was like, "What a weird channel." Yeah, yeah. But I remember, like, I had Sling TV, and I was so excited because I was like, "Oh shit, I've got that channel!" <laughs> yeah, you can watch it. <laughs> yeah, I could watch it. Yeah. But
0: weird, yeah. weird stuff, man. I forget about all the rest. Like, I saw someone. I think it was the WMAC Masters book guy on Twitter put over that he, uh, he just bought the first season of Wrestling Society X.
1: Yeah, and that was what Lucha Underground got compared to quite a bit. Was yeah. that?
0: That I, was a weird one.
1: I had never seen that show.
0: It was on MTV. I remember watching a little bit of it, mm. but I remember Colt Cabana was, like, so embarrassed by it. That's when he was, like, Matt Classic. Okay. And he wore a mask because he's, like, I don't want to be associated with this, <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to turn down TV money.
1: I wonder what's what was so bad about it.
0: Oh, uh, it was just, like, one ep- one episode, like, there's a big piranha tank, and the dude shoves a head, the other guy's head in the piranha tank. Oh, Okay, and then like a big electrical thing, and he
1: shocks them with it. It's like, oh, yeah, so yeah. they're just like over the top. Yeah, it yeah. was just goofy. Which that's what Lucha Underground was. It was like over the top shit.
0: Yeah, but I think they tried to sell that as a television show with wrestling in it.
1: They did. It was it was very story driven.
0: And, and Wrestling Society X was a uh, a wrestling show with goofiness in it, so it kind of just okay. becomes like weird,
1: I guess. Lucha Underground was like it reminded me of a uh, Spanish. CW show. Yeah. Is what it reminded me of. Cause that was like the quality, like it was very CW esque, you know, like the quality, like the production quality and shit like that. And then like the storylines were very much reminded me of a CW show. How Everything was kind of like supernatural a little bit, you know,
0: I, I remember trying to watch it a couple of times on Netflix when it went on there, mm-hmm. but it's not a show you can binge watch.
1: No. It, and that was the problem. I that, was like, ugh. that was something that I like when it ended, I always liked the cliffhangers, but I was like, I'm kind of glad, like, give me a break <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, it, it was a little much. And then that last season, it got a little weird. Well, and I remember uh, right around the time it
0: ended, a lot of people were still stuck in contract disputes and they couldn't. I, Ricochet they could, was one of them. Yeah. yeah. Ricochet was one. There was a few others. And like, to the point where like, he wasn't allowed to work a new Japan show in in mm-hmm. California, one of the first ones I did because of that. And I remember him being like really upset about that, which I get it, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: Taking money out of that dude's pocket. Well, yeah, especially when the show's not coming back. But I, what's funny is that was actually my first introduction to Ricochet. Yeah. Was uh, Prince Puma. And uh, there was another guy, um, Mil Muertes, who I later found out was in TNA before that. Oh, yeah. he was. I like think a, Rush Collectibles was making a figure of him. He played Abyss's brother. Was it Judas Macias? Yep, yep. He was that guy. That's the Mil Muertes character, mm. um, which I do. That's one of my favorite guys like, yeah. ever. He, he looks like a legit real life Bane, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, well, I think a lot of people got to start there, which I think is cool. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like I think of, uh, Santos Escobar, he yeah was, he was there
0: wasn't uh brian cage over there brian
1: cage was there yep luchasaurus got started over there and actually uh brian cage's wife was the ring announcer that's right yeah uh and she's a total smoke show oh yeah um, she's in tn she's in aew now too is she i never see her there. i think so I, I don't
0: watch aew though i don't watch it as much but I've, i think she's on some of the shows
1: but yeah i really like i really enjoyed the, and then ray had his little stint there yeah del rio was there for a minute yep ray ray weirded me out him being there though i don't know if you ever saw him in there, Mm-mm. he had a padded mask. His mask wasn't like it, it was the same design, but it had pads on it. I don't know if he was dealing with like concussion things or like head injuries that he uh, was trying to. That's weird. It was very bizarre, but like it was like a padded mask. So it was like had 3D effects on it. So it was like out of his face. Mm. It wasn't just like straight over his head. That's weird. It was super, super weird. But uh, Conan was there. Yeah. Um, Vampiro was there. Mm-hmm. He I was think also pentagon and phoenix
0: got started well, there like Pen- as pentagon far as, and
1: vampiro like yeah we like rivals there for a while that shit was cool mm. um but yeah phoenix was like um a big deal there but they were singles competitors that was what was interesting
0: yeah i mean i think it was cool because it got a lot of people noticed yeah you know from a from the states i know jeff cobb got he was there for a yeah, little bit yeah he was
1: uh the monster matanza yeah yeah but that um that I thought that show was cool because it kind of introduced me to Lucha Libre too. Like, because yeah. I don't really have access to watch a lot of that shit. I mean, I guess I could probably find videos of AAA and stuff like. that. Well, that, that again,
0: like you have to search for it. Right. right? It's kind of like like you could watch any type of wrestling you want, but if it's not readily available, you're not going to.
1: <laughs> well, I mean,
0: I guess you can, but it's right. like, I like I don't know. There's all all this Japanese like catch style stuff I'd love to watch, but right. it's just like I'd have to find it and right. search for it and try to find good videos. It's just harder. Yeah. So I do get it, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's interesting how the business changes a lot. Speaking of that, we haven't talked on this a lot. What do you think about old Vince McMahon's mustache?
1: (laughs) Love it. (laughs) I mean, good guy. Yeah. Well, you settle into that pervy look, but well, it's like, hmm,
0: let's see. You're already the creepiest, one of the creepiest (laughs) dudes walking the face of the earth. What could possibly set it over the top? Just a bit more. I know. Let's grow a creeper stash. Yeah. So apparently, um, did you hear about the Bray Wyatt situation?
1: I guess he's, he, he, for what I understand, like people said he walked out, but I guess he didn't.
0: So that was the initial rumors that he walked out. Now they're saying there was a physical issue as to why he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine he would walk out like when things are going so good for him right now. Well, but that's what a lot of people are thinking like, with Vince McMahon getting his fingerprints on stuff. Maybe things weren't going good or
1: about to or, go, go south.
0: Yeah. I don't know what my. I mean, to me, I would bet a big reason he re signed was Vince was gone. Probably. And I don't know. I could see a lot of these people being like, yeah, we were sold, uh, you know, some magic beans here.
1: Basically a new company, and now it's not.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. Like, that's kind of what it seems like to me. Like, with Vince McMahon just all of a sudden back and, oh, he's not doing creative. He's not doing this. It's like, yeah, he is. Of course he is. He's Vince. Like, he's not going to let that go.
1: Well,. <laughs> I think, and we might have mentioned this before, I think what happened is, like, it it reminds me of, like, which, I mean, you had a different childhood than I did, but, like, when my older brother would give me one of his old toys, and, like, here, you can have it. I don't play with it anymore. And then he starts seeing how much fun I'm having with it. He's like, wait, I want that back. You know, and he takes it back from me. It's like... That's mine. Let me play with it. It's like, you haven't played with this in years. <laughs> well, like I remember like
0: I had older cousins on my, on my mom's side and um, they're a generation older than me and you. So they had a lot of GI Joe, a lot mm-hmm. of masters of the universe. Yeah. I did not really know about, much about either, but I knew like he man and Skeletor and I wanted to play with these figures because I thought they were cool. Right. My oldest cousin was like, yeah, sure. We'll play with them. Cause he was probably, you know, to that point where he was like, I'm not really playing with them anymore. Right. Kid stuff. My, his younger brother who's you know 4 years older than me mm-hmm. was just like no you can't play with them yeah are you playing with them no but you just can't yeah it's like well, why not <laughs> you'll break them i'm like no i won't like i don't break my toys like it's <laughs> right. i'm not going to break them well you can and then you know then he'd come in like yeah you can then like no you can't you can't play with mine those are mine you can only play with his. and it's like <laughs> so it's kind of like that i think yeah yeah um i don't know it just it's weird because I think a big criticism we had on AEW for a long time is they were bringing in people, bringing in people so often and so quick. Mm-hmm. It's like like the Taya Valkyrie just debuted. Yeah. Which like uh, awesome. I think she's a great talent. You know, and WWE didn't do a lot of good stuff with her. So that's cool. So they brought her in. And, and like,
1: I, don't, I don't even really look at her as an ex-WWE person because she was only there for a short time.
0: Right. She's more of like an indie
1: person. I, I look at her more like TNA. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. And but it's like how long before like. It'll be just be like, she's just another person there. Yeah. And I feel like that's what happens. But WWE did the same shit. I know they brought back everybody like week to week. It was like a new person debuted. And now it's like, I forget Tegan Knox is there. Yeah. I forget that, you know, the hit hit row came back. Like all these people came back and it's like hit
1: Hit row came back to be a job team. And why? Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess everybody needs the job team to beat up, but like, I don't know that team. Is nothing without swerve. I well, that's never, like the heart foundation without Brett. Right. Like I never realized how much of the glue swerve was for that group. Yeah. Like that, it's insane to me.
0: Well, it's kind of like, you know, when uh Hawk passed away and Animal and Heidenreich are the new Legion of Doom. Yeah, it it's just like, didn't work. No,
1: it's not the yeah. same. I mean, Heidenreich is Heidenreich, you know what I mean? Like Hi. Yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I rank. I, I'll i be honest. One thing I did like about him was that face paint he had was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, like that, I remember uh, reading the SmackDown results because they would t- film that a couple days ahead at the time. Mm-hmm. And like one week, he gives him the mohawk. The next week, it's the shoulder pads. The third week is the face paint. They said it was like a collective groan from the crowd like every week when he gave him something new. It's like, yeah, Ugh. yeah. it's like why Heidenreich?
1: Well, and at that point, animal was kind of on his way out. You know what I mean? It, he, he was just trying to make was, a
0: little bit of extra cash. He was, he was, he was winding was, down and he, his like physical appearance was not like it used to be. Yeah. So it was just like, Oh, this is not good. Yeah. And like, I, I'm i I'm a LOD fan. So yeah, I'm going to pop when animal comes out. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. But it's like, it's not the same. Right. And like you have that iconic music and then this is the presentation. It's like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, not good.
1: You you know you brought up AEW. I, did you did you even realize I didn't until just and it might be a pretty new thing, but that they changed the name of the All Atlantic title.
0: Yeah, they just did. It's now the International title.
1: International title. I hate that name.
0: The AEW International title. Yeah,
1: it just sounds so much like Intercontinental
0: title. That's probably what they're going for.
1: I know, but like All Atlantic was. It was Different.
0: unique to them. Yeah,
1: I was like, that was such a good name. Tony
0: Khan did some type of video about that, and it sounded to me like it was a Warner
1: decision. Yeah, which I'm like, let's make you more like WWE.
0: Well, I I I still wonder in a lot of ways if that was TNA's downfall with
1: Spike TV, like
0: wanting them a more WWE presentation because that's what they know, right? I mean, I know most times with wrestling.
1: That's something I didn't think about. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's probably all TV networks. Like we want another WWE on our, because
0: they know what success is. Right. Right. That's the only, and like you think about, like think about sitcoms. Right. Right. When a sitcom hits, Right, like Full House was mm-hmm. a huge hit. And We the, get step by step, but everything's a family-based <laughs> sitcom. Right, it's yeah. all it's all the same shit. Right, and then it's like I was like, we're sick of that.
1: Okay, now what? Now we got King of Queens. Everybody loves Raymond. You know, <laughs> right? But yeah. it's all
0: kind of the same uh-huh. format. Like, you know, The Office was a big hit. So then a lot of shows, yeah, Parks and
1: Rec. Yeah, yeah,
0: Superstore, kind of all like not the
1: same, but similar. It's it's same style, but it's not the it's not the documentation type.
0: Yeah, no totally. laugh track. Tw- right. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine, I think there's yep. elements of that there too. Yep. So I think that's the problem. Is I don't think it's. And I remember this oddly enough when I did that podcast with Phil Moore, the Nick Arcade host. Oh yeah, he mentioned something about that with Nickelodeon. He's like, well, they found success with Double Dare, so why wouldn't they make a bunch of game shows?
1: Yeah, that's oh. a good point.
0: And I never thought of it that way, but because yeah. it's like that was the era of the game show. And I know like okay, two or three years ago they brought back some type of game show, but it didn't have any real hype behind yeah. it. So. I don't know, I think there's something
1: to that for sure. Yeah, but what's and maybe that's one thing maybe we're not seeing is that maybe AEW's kind of gotten down on the ratings a little bit. So maybe the
0: Of course they're gonna go down the ratings because no one does cable anymore. Like, right. Th- yeah. To me, like that's it it's not a freaking secret why the ratings are and not to mention you have no reason to
1: get cable. Well in in like let's think about this. We're what, three, four years into that company now? How many?
0: Well, 2019, so however long it's almost almost four years.
1: Yeah. And so,
0: like, so double or nothing is like their official start, right? So, if we hit double or nothing 2023, which will be in May, yeah, it's four years.
1: So, like, I mean, they have still yet to have an option like Hulu, yeah, where you can do next day watch. Yeah. And it's like, that's that's, I feel like that's where WWE is always going to kick their ass because they have that next day watch ability. Yeah. And AEW doesn't, and I know that shit counts. They can say people can talk about ratings all they want to, but I know oh, it does. that shit it counts. It counts.
0: Well, like I was saying with this ROH app, I I think this is a test run for yeah. for an AEW app. That's actually another reason I I subscribe because I was like, well, if this does well, maybe that'll give us an AEW app where they will merge the two into one. That because, would be nice too. Because that would be to me a big thing with an AEW app that they probably didn't have was a lot of back catalog. Yeah, but now you think about it, you have four years of dynamite ish. Whenever that started, because I think it started in like the fall of nineteen. Rampage for however long that's been on. Yep. Dark Elevation. Apparently, another new shows get about to happen. Yep. Like a Saturday night, like six oh five show, whatever. And so, plus they've done those Battle for the Belts specials and stuff. So there's a lot of shit out there. But like, it's just again. That's a lot of wrestling. Like, who's going to watch that much
1: wrestling? I know. Dude, if you thought about this, Dynamite's only a year away from beating WCW Nitro. Wow. Yeah, if it's four years, because Nitro only lasted five, right? No, it 96 started. 96 to 2001. It started the fall of 95. Oh, 95.
0: Okay. so but it was like, in the fall. Okay. So, fall of 95 to January, the fall. So, the fall of 2000 would have been five years, right? Yeah, but I thought it would have then And it ended in March 2001. So, like five and a half years, right? Thereabouts, yeah.
1: So, once they hit that five and a half year mark, they've beat WCW Nitro. That doesn't even seem. Doesn't make sense. No. I feel like Nitro was 90% of my childhood. Yeah. And it was not. It was only five years. Yeah. That's wild to that think about. That is insane. Yeah. To put that in perspective is like, what the hell? Yeah, that's crazy. But I also feel like AEW hasn't had the impact WCW did. Oh, of course not. Like, it's not, it's not, uh, I feel like can't, it, it's not can't, can't miss television. I feel like it started out at WCW's peak time and now it's kind of like went down. You know what I mean? Like, it's well, I, I started think, out at the NWO era. I think
0: what happened with, uh, with AEW, they had they came in at a time when people were kind of burnt out on WWE. Yep. And I think they were just, cause it had been to me, I think the, the big thing with WWE, the big problem had been, and of course then the pandemic hit and that kind of changed everything. But right. you know, for years people wanted Cena to turn heel yep. and he never did. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted Roman to turn heel and they were really persistent on that for a while. Oh yeah. And honestly, if you go back and watch Roman promos from 15 to 19, you can kind of just tell it's not him. Right. Oh yeah. Cuz he's a pretty charismatic guy. You can tell though since he went with Paul Heyman and started doing this Roman mm-hmm. different level. Oh, yeah. I mean totally different level. And so I think part of that is people like WWE didn't have to change because there's no reason to change right. because there's nothing that's going to top them, right? There's nothing else out there. Right. And, and that's when they would start saying like, well, we, we don't compete against other wrestling. We compete against all television. It's like, well, then why don't you make your television good? Like, right. because people are just so ingrained. To, they're going to watch wrestling because they are wrestling fans. Yeah. And uh, to me, I think once AEW came around, that's when they are like, okay, we need to change some shit up a little bit. It did take them a little bit though. Yeah. To change. Well, I was actually, I watched a little bit of the uh, NWO biography documentary mm-hmm. that came out and they were kind of doing a deep dive in that and, Bischoff was kind of saying like he's like up until the point they start throwing the trash in the ring. I wasn't sure this was the right call yeah, with Hogan because he's like, that's the thing is this is, he was the guy he was as far as yeah. pro wrestling is concerned. There was never a bigger star in that era than Hulk Hogan. Hmm. And so to turn him heel, but it's like, if you go back and watch 95, 96 Hogan, he was getting stale.
1: Yep.
0: But, well, we he was getting a lot of booze, if I remember right. We weren't really seeing that cuz we were just, you know, right, in and out of, you know, that WCW fandom and stuff, but it was getting stale. So it was definitely the right call. Mm-hmm. But that is a difficult decision to make because it's like, "Oh, damn." Yeah. But to me, that gave Hogan a whole a lot of career longevity. Oh, yeah. Because he had the whole Hollywood run and then ultimately when he went back to the red and yellow, it was a huge deal. Yeah. Cuz it's like, "Oh, it's classic Hogan again." Yeah. So I think Cena is actually a victim of a guy that never got to do that in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's funny. I hear him talk about like how he was all for turning heel. And I guess there was one point where they were going to do it and they decided against it.
0: I know that for a fact because in 2012 Mm -hmm. he was supposed to turn heel. And I know that because when I was in NXT, he Cena had bought a whole bunch of gear from this gear maker in Florida And they ended up not going with it because apparently he was going to wear like MMA because he kind of wore that before, but he was going to do like camo, like MMA biker
1: trunks okay
0: and kind of go just a different look, which I think would have been kind of crazy to see him in gear again because we'd seen the jorts for so long. And uh, anyway, so as opposed to getting his money back from the lady, because apparently he gave her a shitload of money, Mm -hmm. which I would imagine he just opted to have one guy, um, get a scholarship fund one person from the NXT system once a month and they could go to her and get some gear made, which I thought that was a pretty classy move.
1: Okay. That is cool.
0: But yeah, so I do, I do know it was, it was like in the works to the point of he was getting gear
1: made. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's pretty crazy to think about like that. They were really close to doing it.
0: But I think a lot of that too. And and I heard uh, Jim Ross talking about this with Steve Austin. They said Austin used to get irritated because he'd be like, who am I supposed to work with? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, how about Jeff Jarrett? Like, no. Yeah. I need, I need like in his, and that's where I think a lot of people thought he had heat with Jeff Jarrett. He goes, it's not that like the guy ain't there. He ain't top level talent. And he's, he's not, I mean, Jeff Jarrett is, I think a great talent, but he wasn't a top heel. Yeah. Austin knew he needed a top heel. So I think for someone like Cena, if he's going to be the top heel, who's his top baby face. That's a good point. And so if you don't have that, like, who do you work with? Yeah. And now like, look at a, look with Roman, like, Let's be honest, with Sami Zayn be in that spot if Roman wasn't the top
1: heel? Probably not. That's a really good point.
0: So, like, even someone like Cody, I don't know if Cody would be in that spot if Roman wasn't the top heel. So until you have that spot filled, it's like, well, what does everyone else do? You yeah. know? So it's uh it's I don't know, it's very interesting how the wrestling business flows and stuff. Yeah. Are do you consider yourself like are you into the business these days? Are you you care? Are you enjoying it when you do watch it or keep up with it?
1: Yeah. So I am, I just have to stay off social media. Because if there's one thing that I cannot stand, it's these jackasses who look like me talking pro wrestling because they sound like fucking nerds. And I hate it. Well. And it's not like, if if we're just saying like, man, do you watch watch SmackDown? Do you watch Raw? Do you watch whatever? Like, I really enjoyed this. It's like, no, it's it's never that. It's always like, well, they really had so-and-so looking like a jobber out there. See, but to me...
0: Okay, maybe I'm wrong here, but I I will hear guys at my work complain about football. Pfft, we don't got no defense. We need some defense. I'm yeah. thinking like, like, oh, well, why don't you be the coach? Cause clearly you got it yes. figured out. You know, yeah. like you don't know shit. Yeah. So shut up. Like yeah. that's kind of been my take on anyone that's like that, that wants to arm care armchair quarterback.
1: Right. And in my the whole thing is, is like it's it's, it's slightly different feeling for me with football. Like I can kind of understand football, but at the same time, it's armchair quarterback. You can't like, you wouldn't do a better job, but at the same time, like when it comes to pro wrestling and people talking about, Oh, she botched this, they botched that. They look like a jobber out there. And it's like, okay, just shut. You don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like when you say stuff like that, I'm like, okay, you've been in the business. Yeah. You understand how things work. I can, I can sit here and listen to it and It's fine. Or if like, you know, I hear you know, like a Mark Henry or somebody talk about something, if I hear Booker T talk about something, I can I can sit there and be like, okay, this makes sense, whatever. But just some random guy who I know has never stepped foot in a professional wrestling ring talking about like things like the the business aspect of like how they should be doing shit. Yeah. It's like I I can't I can't tolerate it.
0: Well, like I saw that Chris Van Vliet was doing a podcast with Carlito the other day. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the, the elimination chamber where right after it was over, Edge cashed in the money in the bank? Well, he said, the Carlito's like, yeah, the last two are me and Cena. And he beats Masterpiece. And then he's just going to, he said, yeah, I'll beat you with a roll-up. And he's like, don't you want to do something bigger? Like, since, like, because we're like the last two. No, roll-up's good. It's like, are you, are you sure? Like, I mean, we're just, you know, you're bleeding. Yeah. It's elimination chamber. It's a big event. Like, wouldn't, no, no, no roll-up's good. He's like, oh, Okay. But then Edge comes out. He's like, oh, okay." Like, it like, but like, it, he didn't know all the information, right? So he has a hard time understanding, like, why would you want this finish? Yeah, when he doesn't know the information, right? And yeah. So I do. I that is one of those things where it's like, okay, you didn't know everything, so but I get questioning that too. Yeah. But now Edge comes in. The big moment is Edge cashing in because at that time we didn't realize you could cash in any time. We just thought right. it had to be like an official match. So. I don't know, but going back to the internet, I remember people clamoring for, we want to see Bad Bunny and Logan Paul in a match.
1: And I'm like... The internet really said that? I saw some people tweet that. Oh, Jesus. And
0: I'm like, okay. I get no one sees wrestling like I do, unless you've been in the business. Mm -hmm. But go back and watch that Royal Rumble. Look how much they held Logan Paul's hand.
1: Well, and that's, yeah, that's the referee
0: was at his hip the whole time. Yeah. So he didn't mess up and granted. Yeah. He pulled it off,
1: but that'd be like two backyard wrestlers, like on a big stage almost. Yes. Yeah.
0: Like how could that possibly not go badly? Yeah. That wouldn't be good. Like, that's the thing is like, you took a guy like Miz who gets the business Mm -hmm. and protected him And, and granted his first match was with Dominic and Ray. Yeah. But by the way I I will say I think Dominic's like one of the biggest bright spots of, of wrestling right now I
1: love I love
0: did you see the promo? did you see the promo where he was like oh yeah I wanted a Mercedes and all you got me was a BMW yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the way he delivers it like he's yeah. like this literally entitled kid that doesn't even get that he's an entitled kid. Right. Like
1: I, I love the character so much.
0: I guess there was a, a meme that popped up and it had Ray and they photoshopped the flip flop in his hand. Like he was going to give him a spanking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's freaking amazing. I, but,
1: I feel like he's, he's a character that will probably like, I, I'm assuming they're going to do Ray and Dom at mania.
0: That's, I see it. seems like that's the plan. Um, probably race send off right there. Yeah.
1: And I would imagine like three to six months down the road, maybe not even that long. The judgment day will turn on Dom. And then he'll have to turn into like a baby face or some shit, you know.
0: I could see them also doing something, and that leads to him donning a mask. Yes, similar to his dad. It's kind of like now it's like he's fully.
1: I would love it in, in, in not even to hide his face or anything like that, but like I, I would love to see him don, don some kind of mask because yeah. I think it's cool. Even if he does what Santos does and just wears it out during his entrance, sure. I think I th- think shit like that's cool.
0: I agree. Yeah, I just think he's doing a really good job for being as green as he is and figuring it out like very very good
1: work he's another one though that's getting a lot of help yeah i mean but as he should you know i mean he's raised kid but you can tell but like but when they're giving an opportunity he's crushing it
0: yes and i feel like that's what logan paul's done like they've given him stuff and he's done well with it yeah but again like that doesn't mean like he's
1: he's a good shit talker so when they give him a mic it's it's good shit
0: yeah he's a good shit talker and and like the athletic stuff he pulls off is impressive right but at the same time, it's like you can tell, like he's his hands being held out there. Yeah, and so like that's when people are like, "Oh, he's such a good wrestler." It's like there's so much more to it than that.
1: Yeah, we've talked about it before. John Morrison said, like,
0: like his, his assessment was pretty accurate. Yeah, you saw that video. Yeah,
1: he said nobody's maybe nobody's had the better first three matches, but no one's had the more most rehearsed first three matches either. Right. And so like, well, yeah. I know
0: straight up he's going to Black and Brave to train with Rollins. Right. Because. He's probably thinking like, well, if I'm going to wrestle this guy, by God, he's going to put in some work. Yeah, you know, like I'm going to make sure that this is a good match. Yeah, and you know, again, Rollins, Reigns, Miz, very seasoned guys that know what they're doing. Absolutely, there's something to that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, this business is weird though.
1: It is it is a very weird business, and the fandom reminds me so much of like the Marvel fan base and the Star Wars fan base. It's just like it's a lot of toxicity.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've heard the Star Wars fan base is the worst. I, I've heard that too. Yeah. Do you want other? They fan- are pretty bad. Do you want other fan base? Oddly enough, I heard was the worst. What's that? Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's ser- and and, I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you why.
1: That's pretty amazing.
0: I'll tell you why. And I heard this from Travis actually, because I didn't. I don't. I I always thought Garbage Pail Kids were fun. Like the yeah. cards are fun, but I don't know much about it. Well, back in like two thousand. 18, 19, somewhere in there, they released a set of WWE Garbage pail Kids cards. Okay. And it was on tops's website. So I bought them. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. You know, it was like 20 bucks or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, apparently, those are going for like massive money now. Like massive money. Yeah. And so I hit up old Mike the Cleaner because I know he knows his cards and kind of told him, like, what do you think this would be worth? Because I had, this. I found it. I forgot I had it. I found the set and I was like, I don't need these. If I can make some money, I'll go make some money. Yeah. And he kind of gave me a number that was very respectful. And he's like, this is what I sold them for. You could probably sell them for this now. So I joined a Garbage Pail Kids page. And, um, you know, all those group pages have their rules.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's ways you can't do a uh, make an offer. You have to list a price, which is fair. Yeah. So I got on eBay and I looked at what they were kind of going for. I put what I thought was a fair price and... They, like within an hour, deleted the whole post saying, oh, no, no, it's only worth this much. And I'm thinking like, which is considerably less than what I would put, but way more than what it was go- trending for on eBay. So I'm like, how's it going for less? Right. And that's what it's currently, like, there's no other, you know, no one's selling it for the price you're saying. Right. And so I was like, what the hell? And so I hit up Travis and he goes, oh yeah, that's the most toxic fan base there is. <laughs> I was like, really? Because oh, yeah, because they'll do, like, certain things where they're all grouped together, and one guy will buy a bunch, and everyone pays him, and he ships it out to everybody. And so, like, all the people involved, like, are toxic, apparently. Good grief. And all the people that try to do business with them are just like, a GPK people. Huh, they're the worst. I, I would have never guessed that. I thought that was such That's a weird so thing. so weird. And yeah, I don't know the whole details about it, because, again, I don't know a lot about that. I just was like, well... If I have these, I'm gonna sell them. Because why right. wouldn't I? But
1: you almost be better off just going to eBay then.
0: Probably so, but yeah, it's just I don't know, man. People are people are goofy.
1: Yeah, that's that's insane. I I actually ran across a um TMNT thread on on a uh, Twitter the other day that I was like, Good lord, people! Yeah, chill out. Um, which, by the way, I think that movie looks amazing. Yeah,
0: did you see the toys too. The toys. No, are really, I didn't see the toy. Yeah, so Playmates is making a line of toys. Okay, and so is McFarlane. Nice. And uh, the Playmates ones look very. I mean, they're they're obviously different than what we grew up on, but sure. they're cool looking still. Yeah. Speaking of that, did you? Uh, I know you messaged me the other day. We forgot to talk about this. What were your thoughts on seeing the retro figures back in the Walmart? Dude,
1: I loved it, but I kind of laughed a little bit. Um, and I don't know if it was intentional, intentional, but there's like some quotes on the packaging for the turtles, a little like sexual sounding. Oh really? <laughs> yeah.
0: I didn't even notice that. Like,
1: uh, well, cause they're the, you can open the shells and that's like to store like the sort the weapons and shit. Right, right, right. And like, I, I can't remember which one it was, but like, it said like stuff it in my shell <laughs> and <laughs> And just like like everyone had a different one, and there yeah. was like a few of them that sounded like pretty sexual. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> here we go. But no, the figures themselves like looked amazing.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was just cool to see them again. I I uh, I don't know if you know this, but Super Seven does the ultimate figures, yeah, TMNT, and they've all been based on the Playmates figures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. So I guess they just showed off pictures for Wave Ten of the Super Seven line. Okay. <laughs> and um, Rat King is in that that wave. Amazing. I had Rat King as a kid. Yes. Here's the problem. doesn't look like the Playmates figure. No. Apparently, Playmates put a stop to that. They were like, yeah, you can't base it directly off of the Playmates design anymore. That sucks. So, but hear me out. It could be light at the end of the tunnel. Do you think that means Playmates plans to full on move forward and make more turtles?
1: Dude, I hope so. I really hope so. I'd I'd love to see like, you know, like a Sailor Mike come back and
0: see that's the thing is like I feel like they're still making stuff and it's awesome, but mm-hmm. it's kinda like I know like I saw Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady, Crane, yeah. Leatherhead. It was it was plenty stocked. Yeah, and so I'm like, man, that's cool, like how cool that'd be if like Pizza Face,
1: yeah,
0: you know, PandaCon, you know, yeah. all these characters that they've had, like I think that would be killer. Not only that, make new figures in that old style. I think yes. that would be amazing.
1: Dude, and did you see in the movie how many characters there were? Like, I, is Pete, if I'm not mistaken, Pizza Face is going to be in it, right? Is he? I don't know. There's one character that I was like, oh my
0: God. I know Ray Filet was in there. Yeah. Uh,
1: Mondo Gecko was in yeah, there. My, oh. I mean, dude, lots of them. I'm, I'm pretty stoked for that movie, man. I am too. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I know a lot of people. This is what I saw. Like, people were complaining about uh, them having April O'Neil be a black girl. And, you know, and I was like, well, I mean, if you go back to the comics, a lot of people mention that, like go back to the comics, like the original ones, like she had curly hair, looked like it was a perm. I mean, she looked black in that, you know, and this then, was a black and white comic. Right. Back in those days. And, um, and then, then also too, like, you know, shredder was voiced by, um, uh, you know, uncle Phil. And so it's like, it's really not that big of a deal, man. We're talking cartoons here. Like, this is not that serious. Yeah, why do you think people get upset by that? I dude, I I think it's just something I th- I feel like the older we get It's cuz
0: it's not the same.
1: Well, I feel like people just like to be outraged. They want something to fight against. I
0: think you're right about that. Like I it's
1: like they're not happy unless they're miserable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like
0: But like why? Like why like why do people even worry about that type of stuff?
1: I dude, I have no idea. It's it's But I feel like if that's the worst thing that's happening in your life that you can be outraged by it, You got a pretty damn good life.
0: Well, I mean, I, I get there's passion for these properties cause we all grew up on them and stuff,
1: but sure. I, I don't know. It's, it's- I know I was kind of upset when they uh, had that new cartoon out and they made raft a leader and then they gave him, took away the size and gave him those batons or whatever the fuck they were.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, that's, that's the, yeah,
1: I, I wasn't a fan.
0: I didn't like that whole look of that cartoon, honestly. That,
1: that well, yeah, because Donnie was super skinny and tall. Raph was and, gigantic. She was ginormous. Um, yeah, that, the car, cartoon really bothered me. But like, like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like skin color swaps don't bother me like at all. Yeah. Um, they never have. I think it's just silly. Like, right. I mean, to to get upset about something like that, like I know that new Velma cartoon. A lot of people were like pissed off about that too because she was Indian in that. And like well, okay, I remember when they made Kingpin in the Daredevil movie, Michael Clark Duncan. Dude, I love that. I thought he was great as he Kingpin. Was badass as Kingpin. Yeah, I don't. I and, don't know. And not to mention, like, like at that time, who else could have played that role? There wasn't another big ass actor like that. You would Yeah, they
0: had to find like an unknown. You but didn't, then, right, is he a good actor? You know, that's right. a whole other story.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, I feel like he was the perfect casting for that movie. Because no,
0: they needed an older guy, because he needed to be like big and like, you, you know, like Michael Hark Duncan was a perfect choice, honestly, I thought. So, yeah. And I even remember seeing the poster. I was like, Kingpin? I wonder if that's like the same one from Spider Man. And sure enough, it was. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think stuff like that's it's fine as long as. People are just goofy. I think. I think nowadays we live in a world of everyone's got a voice on the internet. Yeah. And realistically, it's like no one gives a shit what you think. Right. I I mean,
1: just shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of one thing I I keep uh, I keep keep keeping the back of my head. You know, like I don't really need to give my opinion on every little thing. You know what I mean.
0: My whole thought is nobody cares. Yeah. Right. So if you don't like a certain aspect of a movie. Don't watch the movie. Right. Don't support the movie. Don't tweet about the movie. Positive, negative, whatever it might be, just leave it alone. Yeah. That's the only way you can ever, like to me, like if, if you're not a big fan of what WWE is doing, don't watch the show. Don't watch the pay-per-views. Exactly. Same with AEW. don't like it. Don't watch it.
1: Well, and also too, like I going back to that, like if, if you have complaints, like there's a solid chance the story isn't over. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a soap opera. The stories last even when it seems like there's an ending, it's not the end right? because the characters are still there. So like, just, just let it breathe. You know what I mean? Like don't shit on everything immediately. And so I don't know, like I, like I know WrestleMania is going to be the conclusion of the Sammy Roman or maybe not, probably not even that, but like the whole Sammy bloodline feud, that's going to be the conclusion of that. If it ends up being shitty, then we can shit on it. You know what I mean? But like, Don't like speculate like, oh, this is going to be a terrible ending because it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman, not Sammy versus Roman. Yeah. You know,
0: it's gosh dang. It's one of those things like I just let the story play out. Yeah. And and how many wrestling stories have been like really good?
1: Exactly. (laughs) They're all kind of mediocre. Right. like I mean, this is the Sammy. Like, I'll be honest, even if the Sammy bloodline feud has a terrible ending, I'll be like, well, damn. That was at least a good run. Yeah, like this, it got him over. It got him over, and and the journey to that crap ending was pretty damn good. Yeah, you know, because this has been the most invested I've been in a storyline WWE's had, and I can't even tell you how long. Right, and so I mean, like I'm all for it. I mean, honest to God, it's probably been the most I've been invested in a story that WWE's had probably since Austin versus McMahon. Right. That Which, I can I mean, think that's of. insane. Yeah. You know,
0: you really think about it, like, but. There's been so like I remember the last story which I thought WWE did pretty good was when Batista left Evolution. I thought that was a pretty
1: good story. The first time, yeah, like, like back 05. in the day, yeah, yeah, because okay. it was
0: like you saw these little things happen. There yep. was like a slow burn. And then you kind of heard them talking shit, and and well,
1: then he, who 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 was involved in that Triple H? <laughs> yeah, so it's like he he knows how to tell a story.
0: Well, it's like Triple H knew. And like, there was a little nuance too, where like, it was they were in a big elimination chamber and Batista comes in and cleans house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very in, Orton hits Batista with an RKO and he's pinning him and Triple H gets up and then he kind of lays back down in the corner. Yeah. Let's him get pinned. Yeah. And it's like a little thing and you see it like they pointed out on the screen and like Batista's all pissed off. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what happened. You know, like, yeah. Then he's trying to say, like, I had blood in my eyes, man. I couldn't even see. Yep. But it, it was good stuff. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it's wrestling, you know. How much of it is really any good? Right. You know, yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's n- none of this shit is life changing. You no, know what I mean? It's no. it's not riveting television.
0: No. I think that to me though is kind of the the whole point. Is anything you're watching on television like it? Just watch what you want to enjoy. I know so many people. Like I remember this guy one time doing a weekly review of the show Supergirl mm-hmm. because he was basically saying like this show's horrible. Yeah, and it shouldn't be on TV. And so he's doing a weekly review of how bad it was, and I'm like,
1: so you're still giving it the rating?
0: Well, but like, why would you watch something you don't enjoy? Right? Like, why?
1: Yeah. Well, do you remember when I used to do like all those YouTube shows reviewing shit? A big reason, like WWE, like a big reason I stops because I couldn't watch it all. Like, it was, a lot of it was not that good. That was kind of
0: my whole thought on it. It's like, dude, I couldn't imagine watching. Yeah. Raw and SmackDown every week and then yeah. trying to and NXT and trying to review it.
1: It felt like a lot. It, yeah. it felt like a chore to watch that shit. And so I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I God bless those guys who still do it because there's no way in hell. Yeah. We haven't even touched
0: on this yet. What are your thoughts on uh, Ray? We mentioned him earlier going into the Hall of Fame.
1: Dude, I think it's great. I know a lot of people are speculating it's like, not storyline, but like it's going to be part of the storyline, which I think would be weird if they utilize the hall of fame as part of a storyline. Yeah, it would be, but um, you know, whatever. But I, I think, I I think it's well-deserved. Oh yeah. I mean, he he calls himself like the goat of the luchadors. Like he is absolutely. I don't think that's even debatable. Um, Well-deserved, well-earned. So yeah, good for him and great Muda. That's the shocker for me. Yeah. Dudes never stepped foot in the WWE ring.
0: But it's awesome. Yeah.
1: And he's not even going to the, um, uh, that other hall of, wing of the Hall of Fame that they call it the, shit, what do they call it?
0: Oh, yeah. The,
1: uh, where they just rattle off a bunch of names. So sort
0: over of Bruiser Brody win. Yeah. Where it's not like a full on induction, but it's yeah. like a, yeah. No, he's, so I had heard this is actually a trade off for Nakamura doing that match. Okay. Which I think is smart. Now, do you think this will lead to Muda being under a WWE deal? Like a Legends deal?
1: I hope so. What if he came in and like was like Asuka's manager for a little while?
0: Dude, I think it'd be great. Because she's he, doing the mist and shit now. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. I think if he did something on TV, that yeah. would be great. I would love to see like Great Muda as, you know, video games, action figures, yes. T-shirts, the whole yes. deal. Like I know the Steiners are under a Legends deal now. Yeah. And by now, the way, that
1: still makes me really want to get WWE 2K23. <laughs>
0: well, see, Harley's in that game now too. I know that that's that's awesome. Yeah, but realistically, I think with all these other third-party toy companies happening, mm-hmm. it's making Mattel be like, "Hey, we need to yep. up our game here." But realistically, this is a weird one to think about. We've never gotten the Steiner brothers, Mattel. Well, not only that, we've never gotten the set of them with the Michigan jackets.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right.
0: They did do a classic Superstars Rick with the Michigan jacket, but we never got Scott. Okay. So you think about it, though, a set of them, like, with the singlets, the goofy singlets, the Michigan jackets, Mm -hmm. that would be incredible. Yeah. Big Papa Pump, Dogface Gremlin. I mean, there's so many iterations they could do. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people are speculating, like, how cool would that be if they did you know, different singlets. I mean, there's so much they could do with those two, like as retros, as the superstars. I mean, there's so many lines. Like I think it'd be great. And and Great Muda as well. Like that would be absolutely insane if we got him in that line.
1: I want I want a Rick Steiner with a little Chucky doll in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want.
0: Well, you could probably get like that Toonie Terrorist Chucky. Yeah. And and you know, do some figure photography. I'm sure someone plans to. That would oh, be yeah. that would be amazing.
1: But yeah, dude, getting a great Muda figure would be Absolutely incredible to me.
0: Um, now that doesn't mean they'll sign them to a deal, but man, I really hope they do because that would be really stupid not to.
1: Do you think if he gets under a legends deal, do you think that would make Sting think about jumping back over to WWE? I don't, well, th- <laughs> I don't know. I think Sting is, I think like he's wrapping up. Well, not not to wrestle, but like, I mean. Just to be kind of under that umbrella so that he can get back into the video games and shit like that. I'm sure. Because because you think if they put Great Muda in there and they put Sting in there, they could do like the whole showcase with their feud and stuff. Dude, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing is like once he's done with an AEW, and like let's be honest, Sting, I didn't think this run would go as long as it has. It's gone a long time. But at a certain point, like, yeah. Like license out your deal, like make make your money. Yeah, like that would be to me the best thing about a legends
1: deal is you don't have to do anything but you get money. Well, that's just it. That's why I'm kind of surprised that he went to AEW. Yeah, Uh, because I mean, the legends deal, like I mean, it's probably not as lucrative as the AEW deal that he got. Yeah, but like I mean. You're just kicking back, relaxing, enjoying your retirement, and getting a paycheck in the mail. Yeah, you might do an appearance every now and then, you know, but that's pretty much it. Access autographs and stuff. But
0: well, I think also too, I think he he felt a chip on his shoulder, you know. Well, because of the way
1: it ended. Yeah, so I think he
0: kind of wanted to rewrite his own ending. And I and honestly, he probably had that conversation. So let me go here, do this, and then I'll come back.
1: Yeah, and dude, I still believe had that injury not happened, he probably would have had the WWE Championship. I think so because I know for a fact WWE wanted his name. In the books. In, in the books, yeah. yeah. So. I, I still believe
0: that that WrestleMania was going to be him and Undertaker. Yeah. But they had to pivot because of the injury, and that's when they did Undertaker and Shane. Because that that's a weird match to do. Super weird match. So I think it was going to be Taker and Sting. Yeah. Which was like classic case of you shouldn't have drug your feet. Yeah. Should have made it happen when you had the chance and you didn't. Yeah.
1: And that, yeah. dude, that's something that if I was Vince, I know Vince is not the begging type but if I was Vince, I would have been practically begging Sting to come in like 2001 to 2003, whenever his contract would have been up. Yep. Like I would have been like, Sting, we've got to have you, man. Here's my plan. Like, this is going to be incredible. I promise you you will be treated well. <laughs> Did you ever hear why he didn't early what, on? Because what, he saw, was a Buff bag and Booker T?
0: Well, he said, he said, he saw a promo with Booker T who he said he was the WCW champion. And The Rock. Yeah, and the Rock, the Rock looks at him and says, who are you? Yeah. And of course the crowd pops and he's like, And and honestly, like he's like in that one moment, I'm like, no. I I get that. But you think about it, it's like, damn, that 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 is says a lot. It does say a lot. But the thing is, I know that was the Rock's deal. He's he did that to everybody. But it's still it's like this guy's the WCW champion. If you don't respect that, like he looks like a Jay Brown, you know, completely. So
1: And and what sucks is like like uh Booker T ended up having a pretty good career there. He did. I mean he was like Mid card for the most part, but he was upper mid card. I know he won the world title, but like, yeah. I mean, he was that was also SmackDown, and we all know that SmackDown was treated lesser than. It was also
0: too when he adopted the King Booker character. Yeah. So would he have won that title without doing their deal? Well, that's the
1: thing. It was WWE's deal. So
0: I mean, but honestly, he killed it with King Booker. I love that
1: the act, the ridiculous accent, and everything he had. Pinky and Charmel was great. Uh Yeah, I loved that whole thing. But or regal being like, oh hell, yeah, King Booker, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like I mean, imagine what would have happened to Sting's character. Oh yeah, had he went over there. Oh, I, I know. I mean, I can't. I mean, it'd be, it'd be weird to think.
0: It really would be. It's it's one of those things where I think I get his apprehension. I think I get it more now than I did then because. Mm-hmm. Well, back then we just wanted to see him. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, I remember reading information where. I think at WrestleMania 18, they had Kurt Angle versus Kane. Mm-hmm. I think Kurt Angle even said on his podcast, was like, well, that was supposed to be me and Sting. Yeah. If he, if they got him signed in time, but he just didn't do it. Yeah. So they threw Kane in there. Cause I remember thinking like, that's a weird match, you know, yeah. like Kurt Angle versus Kane at WrestleMania. But yeah, they're always holding out hope and he just never would sign with them. So
1: that sucks so bad. It does, but that's the way the business,
0: the way the business is sometimes. Yep. But yeah, who knows what's going to happen though? Like, I think at the end of the day, like wrestling is wrestling. Hopefully people yeah. enjoy it. And if you
1: don't enjoy it, just go find, watch, find something else you enjoy. Go, go watch MLW or something. There you go. Jacob five is pretty cool. He is. Did you see they have a toy line now? Uh, yes, I did. Who was it making? Who was it making it?
0: Uh, boss fight studios. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: They, they actually look pretty cool. I think. I, so. Yeah. You know Jacob Fatu, Hammerstone. Hammer Hammerstone's pretty damn cool too.
0: Mads Kruger and then uh, Killer Cross, oddly enough, which I think is kind of funny. That is funny.
1: I actually, dude, I, I saw a promo video because they're gonna do Hammerstone versus Jacob Fatu.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess it's like the second time. I'm like I kind of want to see that.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing is like I think with MLW the biggest problem is is like where do you watch it?
1: Oh, I think oh, fights like the only place you can. Yeah,
0: and it's that's fine, but it's like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And they, they kind of make it harder to come by, I think. Yeah. And it kind of makes people not pay attention.
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd watch them over NWA.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think NWA is it still behind that paywall. I think so. That was a terrible decision.
1: Dude, I liked it when they were on YouTube. Yeah. That was cool.
0: I think everybody did. Yeah. You know, it's like, you just go
1: in there and watch it and good to go. I feel like What's-His-Face is kind of killing that company. Um, Smashing pumpkins. Smashing pumpkins, dude. Yeah. What's weird is that had so
0: much hype when it started. Because it had this old school feel and everyone was like, Yeah, NWA, this is awesome, and it just did not I don't know. I don't I don't even know what they're doing now.
1: I, I know um uh Funkasaurus is their NWA
0: champion. I knew that. And um Trevor's still there, Cardona was there. I don't know if he still is or not. I don't know if he is either. But uh Damian Sandow, Aaron Stevens yeah. is there. Which I like him. I do too. Yeah. Um and they and they they have some good talent. They have some good teams, they have some good stuff happening. It's just I don't know. It's hard to get behind it. really is. So anyway, that'll pretty much wrap up this edition of breaker and Bane's power hour. Thank you guys for checking out the show. Make sure to check out our t-shirts, uh, check out our podcasting buddies, check out our other podcasts. I'm not going to go through the whole roll call, but you know, you know who to look up. So do it. Check all that stuff out. Thank you guys for checking out the show and we will see you in seven days. He's easy, easy. Maybe.
1: Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over, so lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover, the wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet, then I'll tip the cage over as hang hangover. I'm super fly so I can splash off the top, and I can stretch down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop, and I'm always gonna rise to the top was champ at like the rock. I do not give a fuck, that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Dope pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good.
0: That son of a bitch Eric Barker. You son of a bitch.
1: Can't take it. Psycho.
0: Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.